0: You're listening to the Gospel Project for Students weekly leader training, helping you lead your students in their journey through the storyline of Scripture. Hey, thanks for joining us for the weekly leader training for the Gospel Project for Students. I'm Drew Dixon. I'm the team leader for student ongoing Bible studies at LifeWay, and today we're discussing Unit 28, Session 4, Pursuing Godly Living. This session focuses on 2 Peter, Chapter 1. Last week we were in 1 Peter Through this session, we will see how being a Christian requires that we not only talk the talk, but walk the walk of our faith, right? In other words, what we believe should be expressed in how we live. If we love God, we'll demonstrate that, right, through the way that we live. Um, So this is a passage that talks about an important part of the Christian life, which is effort, which is something that maybe we think is not a part of the Christian life, because after all, we're saved by grace through faith, not by our own efforts, not by our own performance. God loves you, loves me, no matter who we are, what we've done in the past, like, and we can't do anything to earn his love. His love given to us through the gospel is a gift. It's free. We can't earn it, and we're, we're incapable of earning it. But that doesn't mean that once we trust Jesus that we're not to put out some real like, effort to pursue Jesus and become more like Him, um, so here's what here's what here's what Peter says, verse five. Um, given that, um, well, first of all, he tells us he give it his God's power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. Um, through the gospel, but then in verse five he says, "For this reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with goodness, good with goodness with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control with endurance, endurance with godliness, godliness with brotherly affection, brotherly affection with love." Um, and he says, "If we if we possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you br- from becoming useless and unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ." So, what Peter's telling us is that as we trust in jesus we then need to discipline ourselves we need to make efforts to grow in these areas so as you read that list where do you feel like you fall short like in your faith like did it, goodness you know are you good are you kind towards other people um knowledge how well do you know the bible how do well do you know the gospel how well acquainted are you with the truth about jesus um, self control. Like when you get into difficult situations and circumstances, how often do you give in? Um, sexual temptation, you know, that I think that probably has something to do with sexual temptation there when he talks about self control. Like, are you able to turn away from from um sexual temptation as it comes up in your life? And it does, right? In all of our lives and it does in your students' lives, whether we want to admit it or not, they're facing that right now as teenagers. Um so, you know, as you read this list, where, where, where do you need to grow? That's my challenge to you to think about. Where do you need to grow personally? And then how might you share that with your students? If you'll be honest about areas in your life where you need to grow, where you're looking to Christ for the strength and wisdom and guidance to, to, to grow in one of these areas, maybe your students might feel like, hey, now I can be honest and be vulnerable about where I need to grow. And the more honest and vulnerable we are with each other, the more God will begin to work in, in our lives and bring accountability and draw us to a place where we can begin to make real changes and real steps towards towards growth. But I want to remind you of a truth of this passage that's kind of outlined in page 42 in the question, how can you better appreciate what God has provided for your spiritual growth? Uh, remember some of the things we've already talked about. We've talked about the Spirit, right? Empowering believers to speak up for him. Remember who Peter was, right? The guy who wrote this book. Remember who he was before um, he saw the risen Jesus and before Jesus empowered him with the Holy Spirit. Um, He was a fisherman, and he was also... um, Pretty bold guy in some ways. Like he was the one that stepped out of the out of the boat, but then began to sink when Jesus was walking on water. He was also the guy that denied Jesus three times. Denied Jesus three times, and he's the guy that rebuked Jesus when Jesus talked about his death and resurrection. He says, "No, you can't die." So, um, all that to say, like, what made Peter shift gears and be able to write a letter like this and be able to do the things we see him doing in Acts? Well. I think it's this, the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit had empowered him. He leaned. He learned to lean less on himself, on himself and his own strength, and his own knowledge and his own, you know, abilities, and lean more on this power the Spirit gives us. His divine power, God's divine power, has given us everything required for life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Um, let's look to Christ for the strength we need. Let's lean on Him. Let's trust His promises. Thanks for listening to this week's Leader Training for the Gospel Project for Students. For more resources to help you guide your group through this session, visit gospelproject.com.